This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, Caps fans. How's everybody doing? Wow. You can't tell me because you're not here. <laughs> I can't hear your response. But they're doing, Polly, they're doing great because they're listening to us. Right? Yeah, I mean, I know we just made your day better. That's for sure. Of course, of course. Um, so, Caps fans, as you know, we have our own individual feed. We keep telling you about it. Uh, you should definitely subscribe and rate us, five stars only. And um, definitely look at look us up there. Uh, it's on all of our social media. Um, they ask us on our social media profile what website we have, and now we have something to put there. So that's our that's our individual feed. Check it out. Subscribe. Uh, rate us. Leave perfectly good comments like, you know, Polly Cupcakes is a fucking stud, you know, all that five stars only, right, Polly? Five stars only. (laughs) And we'd like to let you know that if you guys are into CBD products, cbd-medic.com is running a buy to get one free special. The way that you get this is you add two things to your shopping cart. You go to your shopping cart on cbd-medic.com and then you type in the coupon code THPN, push OK, and then underneath in your cart, there will be some products that you can choose to uh, get and and that's free. So it's buy two, get one free. It's a pretty solid fucking deal. Buy cbd-medic.com, use code THPN. What do you think, Polly? It's pretty solid, man. Yeah, it is. You know, I I get myself in trouble because I pretty much always, if there's a bargain, I have to do it. Like I go to a grocery store and (laughs) if I just wanted to get like one candy bar, but it says, you know, two for two dollars, I'm like, well, look, you know, there's a bargain there. So I got I got to get two. you know. So uh, this kind of stuff, uh, getting that, that free gift, I mean, you can't beat that. You're already yeah, going to buy it. It's like a normal product. Um, it's like, uh, I mean, a lot of these things range from the $40 range on up. So, you know, if you're really into the CBD stuff, which, you know, you, I mean, a quick Google search will tell you how beneficial it is for yourself. You buy two, get one free. You're definitely saving, I mean, more than 30 to 40%. So thank us later. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a massage. Um a couple months back and the uh the lotion was cbd <laughs> infused and was this um, an exo- erotic massage or no no oh, no okay. uh, but um i found it to be I, it felt like there was a little something extra there a little extra <laughs> relaxation and healing with the cbd oil instead of just the lotion right and it wasn't below the waist ladies and gentlemen so <laughs> well it was like to the waist and then you skip to the knees oh Oh, not even thigh, bro. Um, I need the maybe, quads worked out. The quads maybe, and the hammies. I think maybe a couple inches above the knee, but it definitely stopped like before the underwear line. Gotcha. Not trying to send mixed signals. I get it. Right. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that shit show, um, 
Pop some tabs? Yeah, let's do it. One, two, three. All right, Caps fan. So we got a great episode in with you for you to tonight, today, whenever the hell you're listening. Uh, thank you for listening, by the way. Um, we've got brief league news as, as normal. Um, and then I think that we've settled on a name for my little interview segment, which is Hockeyocalypse. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a mouthful, but it, I like it. Yeah, say that five times fast, bud. <laughs> right, you're just gonna sound hockeyocalypse. Like, <laughs> so yeah, um, I feel like hockeyocalypse will be way cooler when you type it. Like so on on social media, it's gonna look way better than than what I just said. Hockeyocalypse. Yeah, I I agree. And it's <laughs> it's gonna look real good in print. Right. So we have um, <clears throat> Matt Clink from the Detroit podcast called the discussion five. You get, you see that, see that little play on words there, like the Russian five, but the discussion mm-hmm. five, um, it's Matt Clink and his brother. We, we, we got Matt on, um, to talk a little bit about Detroit, uh, much in the same fashion as we did with Tom Franklin last week. So thanks to those guys. Uh, I hope it's really kind of enlightening. Um, you know, like I said, huge Bourdain fan. Um, wish I was, uh, wish I was that guy. Um, you know, at, at least in his prime, you know, when he was alive, um, but, <laughs> yeah, don't want to be him right now. <laughs> well, you know, maybe only some days, but, um, <laughs> joking, 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 but you know, um, it, it's really cool to hear other people's, uh, story from the city that they live in, you know, that they've lived in their whole life. Uh, Matt is actually, you know, a lot like Tom, like knows the shit. He's actually downtown. Um, Matt knows all the cool ways to get into the Joe Lewis retirement center when it was there. And, and now, um, Caesar's, uh, arena. So, uh, he's, he's very much, uh, in the middle of it. So hopefully you guys really enjoy it. Um, and I think it brings a little bit of authenticity to everybody's podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hockey Troll did this one on his own. Uh, so, again, like last week, I'll be tuning in to listen to the interview just like you guys. Yeah, and it was killer. And um, <clears throat> next week, uh, we actually have Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores from the Sporty with Corey and Richie podcast. And they rep the Arizona Coyotes. So, you know, kind of a fan base that you may not hear about kind of a team that you may not hear about a lot, but they did a great interview and we'll have that up on deck next week. So we just got also, done recording that one. Also check them out this week because we are being featured on their episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a little tit for tat. Um, you know, you do an interview on one show, they do an interview on theirs. Um, <clears throat> pretty, uh, pretty cool little network. And that's the great thing about the hockey podcast network is that you have, a seemingly unending list of other super fans who are well-educated in the sport uh, to talk to and get great content from. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Uh, they were saying that our banter was very, very much like another very famous podcast that involves hockey players um <clears throat> though the podcast that they were referring to had you know 
playing stories from a much higher level than what we ever played Polly. But uh, it was quite the compliment given by, by Corey there. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was on air, but I swear to God, she said it while, while they, while we weren't recording. She <laughs> yeah. did. She did. Cause I, I started grinning ear to ear. Yeah. It's quite the compliment, quite the podcast they got going um, really down to earth and, and chill as far as, uh, you know, just a, a, a lot of content. Um, <laughs> and we, we talk a little Tiger King with them, too. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, in in uh, in in light of talking about that other famous podcast. Right. Uh, I'm going to do something that I learned from one of the co-hosts on there. I'm going to uh, correct myself on a, something I did wrong. Oh, um, okay, yeah. When I was when I was going through those goals of Obi's last week, I had said that goal number sixty nine, nice, uh, <laughs> was against Nashville, but it was actually it was against Buffalo. Um, the I think the reason I made that mistake, uh, actually, you know, first of all, I had, I was, I knew that that wasn't who it was, but I forgot to change it in the outline, so. Uh. Um, even though I had figured out that I was wrong, I forgot because it wasn't written down. Um, but I, I didn't realize that Buffalo wore blue and yellow at that point. I thought they were still black and red. So that's right. why I thought they were Nashville. But December 2nd, 2006, OB's 69th career goal was against Buffalo. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Polly, <clears throat> excuses, they say, are like assholes. Everyone has them and they all stink. So, yeah. You know, know, my, my, my high school hockey coach, um, one of them, the first one, (laughs) he used to say that, but then he, he changed it and (laughs) he started going, excuses are like assholes. Everybody has one. No one gives a fuck. What? (laughs) Doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Um, I only, I'm, I'm laughing so hard because I know exactly who that person is and it is fucking, that is it. That's, that's on point. That is exactly what that person would do. So. There, there's that, and then before every game, he'd be like, "There's a million people in China that don't give a fuck about this game. Like, how's that? How's that supposed to motivate me?" Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? Some things never change, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, give us the COVID nineteen update here, man. All right. So uh, the Blues play by play guy. Um, I think it's the radio. I didn't see if it was radio or TV. John Kelly, he has actually had COVID-19 since, um, well, they quarantined. He, put, he was put in quarantine on March 13th, so he's had it for almost a month. Um, but he's reportedly feeling stronger and symptom-free. Awesome. Um, poor senators. Yikes. <laughs> uh, they have four more guys. Actual players, um, right? Yeah, yeah. So the quote from NHL.com is that four additional players of the organization who traveled to California before the NHL season paused, tested positive for COVID-19, members of the team and staff self-isolated on Friday, March 13th, which I think we had previously reported once they had their second case on the 13th, they put everybody into quarantine. Uh, all are doing well. All tests have now been received, and those who tested positive have recovered. Wow. So um, I guess six total from the Senators, and there's been two from the Avalanche, and a play-by-play from the Blues. As far as I know, 
And as far as, yeah, as far as everybody knows right now, that's the case is, man, this shit's no fucking joke. People stay home. Don't be, you know, wash your fucking hands. Stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home as much as you can. Um, and it's crazy that they're from March 13th. They're just now, you know, what, a half a month later, two, almost three weeks later, getting results back. That just shows you how intense the health system right now is overloaded. So, you don't want to be sick in a hospital right now, folks. Right. And uh, it also shows that it can lie dormant. So right. um, it's a scary thing. You know, some some things you 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 have symptoms pretty soon. Um, but and I think, you know, because it's a virus, uh, that's one of the things that make what well, you know, I'm I'm not a medical guy, so I'm not going right. to continue that sentence. But just the <laughs> fact that. um who knows when these guys were tested because they could have been symptom free for a while and still contagious. So, uh, like troll said, stay home and wash your hands because you don't know who really has it. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So, you know, here's the hope and everybody out there is staying safe and, and staying healthy. Um, <clears throat> you know, let's go to, uh, on to the, the Seattle totems, Hope to <laughs> soon verify that the totems is their fucking name, right? I don't want to hear no fucking Seattle Kraken or Seattle Sockeye or the fucking Evergreens or the Volcanoes or whatever the fuck they think is going to be going on. They need to be the fucking totems. So that's going to happen soon, Polly. Is that is that what you heard? They're going to actually announce it? Yeah, there was an article on NHL.com. Um, so they said that... If everything had been normal, they wanted to do it in March or April. Right. But the COVID situation, you know, put everything on hold. Um, but they said they're still, you know, working on stuff and they hope to announce it soon. Well, good. I want it to be verified that they are the totems. Um, I will be again, uh, you know, vindicated as being right as I always am. So. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm not saying that uh, I'm the smartest person in the world or that I'm a genius. All I'm saying is that my suggestions are always the best. Well, That's there, fair, right? There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then... Um, so we've got two stories for the Rangers. You want to talk the good or the bad first? You know what? Let's get them. Let's give them the good because the bads, that's going to be a fucking thing to unload for me. Um the Rangers signed Justin Richards, University of what? Minnesota Duluth. Okay, Duluth, uh, son of Todd Richards, a former NHL player and coach. Uh, he's coached Todd Richards, coached the Wild and the Blue Jackets. Currently, an assistant for Tampa. So he got signed to the Rags. Good for them. Yeah, it was nice having some pedigree there. He he had a short NHL career. I think it was like eight games for the Whalers, but. Still, you know, two generations of NHL right there. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you know what they say, right? Those who can't do, teach. And that's probably why people think I'm a great coach. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, I did a, I did a, <laughs> I did a thing with our new, um, uh, House of Hockey host, Ray Ray, uh, 
she needed some help with her stick handling. Um, I saw that it was something that I could help out with and we did an Instagram live for about half an hour. Um, showed her a couple things, you know, basic stuff, you know, knees bent, chest up, arms out, tighten that core, uh, you know, basic stick handling in front to the side and then on your backhand. Um, <clears throat> you know, all stuff. And, and she got instantly better. I'll, I'll give her credit, man. She, she killed it. She was, uh, um, really poor in the beginning. Um, she didn't do the two beer shotgun or the beer shotgun for the warm up that all of us beer league players need. So I forgave her on that, showed her proper form on that. Then did, um, you know, our, uh, uh just showed her the stance, got her hands out and she improved a lot. Like just as me watching her in that 30 minutes also, uh, gave her the young blood, um, stick trick to do. And she actually did that as well. Paulie, I don't think you saw the whole thing. Did you? No, I'm hoping by the time this airs that I have seen it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, that stick trick where you have it on your forehand and then you flip it all the way over, like in the air, like lacrosse style move. Yeah. Yeah. I taught her that and she did it. Wow, I'm can you even do that, that Polly? Probably, I don't think I can. I yeah. what? I I have a very limited ability with my stick. Right. Well, you know, I'm just I'm a power forward. <laughs> if I couldn't skate through someone or around them, they're taking the puck off me because I'm not going to dangle. Right. Right. But it's it's about the shot. It's about the finish. You do have finishing ability. I'll give you that. Yeah, I do. I I can shoot. Yeah. I, I mean, I I got a pretty good shot. It's just getting me the lane. Mm-hmm. This is my problem. Unlike mine, I'm always I'm always going bar down. Like if you not if you can't go bar down, why the fuck would you shoot the puck, right? Yeah, bar down if you're kicking a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> it at the very least, every fucking player on the other team knows that when I fucking cock back, you better get the fuck out of the way, right? Right. Unless you you might be eating some rubber. Um well, you know, I guess we're going to have to talk about this because it's definitely something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and just, it, it just needs to be talked about. Um, back to the Rangers, Keandre Miller, who was somebody, you know, the, the hockey podcast network did a Patreon episode. Uh, so definitely subscribe to that. You bums. It's literally a fucking dollar a month. Please fucking subscribe to that. But, they did a mock draft and I was looking at Keandre Miller as somebody that I would want on the Capitals, big body, uh, hands, skill, got it all. It seems, you know, some grit. He had a zoom interview with the Rangers and some fucking low class, low rent motherfucker started zoom bombing, which is where you just over and over type the same thing into the chat of a zoom meeting, the N word like hard R all caps. Uh, That's fucking reprehensible, you know, Um, to say racism is dead in this country, in this world, in this sport is naive at best. That's, that's the, you know, at very best, Um, you know, me being a minority and and been playing hockey for most of my life. I've heard it all and it fucking hurts, man. Like it's, it's not cool. Um, it's the type of shit that if you say that to me and you're not a great skater, like you're likely to get paralyzed on the next fucking play. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. Paul, you've seen me lose my fucking lid on, on shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And and not sh- um, not a lot of shit gets to me, right, Polly? Like, you can, right. you can I'm, I mean, for uh, the, you know, you chirp me, most, whatever. Yeah, for the most part, you just, you know, you just banter right back. But when, you know, when people go after the color of your skin, it, it, it changes things. And, um, you know, it, it's it's just something that it shouldn't happen. Right. Don't and, say it. You know what? And, and to, to go even farther, like, it's just such a, that's like such low hanging fruit, if you will. If you, you know, I take pride in my chirps. I think that my chirps are good. I like to chirp to, to people and, and get my bench laughing. Right. And I'd say about like 80% of my chirps makes like the whole bench laugh. Right. And, and you know, the chirps good when the other team is fucking laughing at their own player because of a chirp that you just fucking said, but nobody laughs over that shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I wouldn't consider myself a dirty fucking player. Like I'm a player that plays on the edge on a lot of plays, especially when we were hitting back in college and stuff. But even in beer league, you know, I'll be physical with you. Um, and I'm the last motherfucker to be complaining when someone gets physical with me. Right. Like, I mean, you know, Paul, you've played with me for years, right? I mean, back me up here. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're just. If someone gets physical, you're just like, okay, that's how we're playing. Right, right. I don't cry. I don't bitch the ref or anything. But, you know, I will fucking run someone from behind with no regard for their health if you say some fucking racist shit to me. And that's probably not the most mature way to handle things. I I understand. But at the same time, like, you know what? I mean, we're adults here. And if you think you're going to be able to fucking say that shit to me because you're uh, you know, in full pads on a fucking ice rink and you don't think you can get fucking hurt. <laughs> I got another thing coming for you. Actually, I think the last time that that happened, I, uh, I definitely fucking railroaded a guy from behind. I was hoping he'd get the puck. It was right off a of face off too. He was a shit center. He couldn't fucking skate. Worst player on a fucking team. Worst player on a fucking ice. Loses the face off. Stands there like a fucking pud in the, in the fucking face off circle as it's coming the the puck was loose on the boards. I was hoping he would get there closer to the boards so I could railroad him from behind like a stick length away from the boards because that's really how you fucking hurt someone. Instead, I had to do it in open ice. So, you know, that's my rant. But, I, I mean, there's no room for this in fucking hockey. There's no room for this in the world. But, you know, they say hockey is for everyone. And I know that people are out with their own agenda. And, you know, I had to put Twitter down, man, for this, Polly. I mean, were you seeing the shit people were saying? I mean, it was, it was crazy on both sides, but like, I got a feel for, for the, you know, the minorities here speaking out. Um, no, uh, I didn't really look into too much of the interactions. Um, and I'd been drinking, so it's probably good that I didn't. Yeah, no uh, doubt. I, I did put out a tweet and just basically said, there's no room for this. Um, you know, and, and I, I address the fact that, yeah, most people who play hockey are white, but that doesn't mean it's only for white people. Like right. the game originated in Canada. So that's just kind of like a natural thing. Right. So like it's, yeah. It, and if I'm sure Twitter was disgusting and there were probably more people that wanted to defend this guy that just kept using that type of language. 
like in their arguments, I would assume. Well, so it wasn't so much that, but it was that and like, I guess De- Anthony D'Angelo had had a bunch of run-ins in the minors about calling his own teammates like racist racial slurs and stuff. I didn't know that. I, I looked into it a little bit, but you know, you fall down that rabbit hole and it's just like, you just become disgusted. So well, good for you for not like, getting into it. People said it to him or he said it to them. D'Angelo was the guy saying it to other people in like, um, the minors and in uh-huh. juniors in juniors. So like, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, and then it turned political and it was just like, fuck me dead. I don't want to fucking, you know, I don't know. It's, I guess recourse is good. And, you know, we've talked about this on this pod. Unfortunately, it seems like civil discord is, is something that is lost on fucking people in, in today's society. Right. You know, uh, the victims of this are, are outraged and, you know, ready to just, go out and, and fucking eviscerate other people. Kind of like my, my uh, gut reaction when you're playing hockey with me, you say some fucking shit like that to, to me. And, and you literally are going to play with a pound of flesh. I mean, you know, that's just how it's going to be, but we're playing a sport at that time. I mean, there is a way to, to have conversations with other people and, and talk about these things. Um, you know, and then there's a, there's, there's, a point where talk is just no more effective, I feel. And either you have to ignore these people or, or silence them. And I, you know, this is the United States of America. I'm not, I'm not one to go get it. I mean, I guess we're wading into deep waters here. Right, Polly. Yeah. And, but really the, the base fact is don't be a shitty fucking human. That's, that's the takeaway here. Um, I just, it's just dumbfounding to me that that happened, you know? And I think that the Rangers kind of handled it poorly too. I think that immediately they should have come out and really um, just kind of fire and brimstone on this person, this anonymous person, this fucking coward who did it under some username on Zoom. Um, I hope that Zoom and the NHL work together to nail this motherfucker to the fucking wall, right? And, and publicly shame him and, and her or her or whoever's responsible and, and ban them from all NHL activities, to be completely honest. Um, it, you know, it's, it's fucking, and just, and anything in life and especially things like this, it's one step forward to two steps back, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, it blows my mind that even, it, even if people have these points of view, it blows my mind that even though I know it was anonymous, it, it blows my mind that people would say it to other people. It, it, you know, it's not okay to think it, but the p- fact that people were putting it out there. Yeah, in such an egregious yeah. manner to embarrass this kid. I mean, this yeah. Car Andre Miller, I don't think is even 20, if he is 20. I don't know if this motherfucker is even old enough to drink. And people are putting him on blast like that. And, you know, it's terrible because you saw him. You you know, he handled it like a fucking pro. I got to give it up to the guy. He he saw it and just his eyes kind of widened. And, you know, you could just tell. 
I think that anybody who's a minority who's ever heard a racial slur, you, you know, you can just, I could just see by his subtle body language that like, man, that fucking, it, it hurt him, you know? I mean, and it, that's just a little piece of you just kind of fucking dies inside when, when that shit happens. Um, because this is a kid who's reached the fucking pinnacle of the sport and somebody has to come in and just do that. And you're just like, man, I'm just here to fucking play hockey. I'm sure that's how he feels. Um, you know, so he handled it like a pro didn't even acknowledge it really. Uh, honestly, I mean, I could tell that he could see it and, and he kind of flinched a little bit, but didn't say anything, acted like a pro answered the fucking questions for an extended amount of time before they cut the interview. While this all was going on, you know what yeah, I mean? Def- definitely kudos to him for how he handled it. Um, and just, yeah, I agree. I hope they, I hope they find out who did this. So there can be some kind of, you know, obviously this isn't something that someone can really get arrested for, but no. the fact that maybe the NHL can do some of the things you've said, that would be good because honestly, that would, if this person's even remotely a hockey fan, that's going to hurt. Right. And I mean, this harkens back to when Joel Ward was, was, and you know, this was, I think was a little bit more egregious, but there were actually fans. I, I want to say it was Boston. Um, Joel Ward's in the penalty box and these fans came down and started yelling basketball to him. And Joel Ward's had a fucking off. And I mean, you know, Ward was a fucking beast. Nobody's going to say that shit to him in a fucking street, right? But when right. you're fucking separated by skates and a fucking pane of glass, these motherfuckers come down and start, hey, uh, you know, I can yell whatever you want and uh, it's okay. Those, those fucks got banned from, I think, any NHL thing. Like, they're on a fucking list, which is perfect. And that's what needs to happen to this dude. I mean, his name should be released. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for at this point in life, man, and in this point in society, like freedom of speech is one thing, but there's a reason that society is society. And that's because outliers, radicals, and people who are fucking shitbags were ousted <laughs> from it. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. not how, it's not how civilized people act. That's just me. No, I agree. Um, you know, I've, I've spent about fucking minutes and on minutes ranting about this. Uh, it's definitely near and dear to my heart. I'm also pretty drunk. You know, we've been, we've been drinking with all these interviews that we did recorded or that we recorded before this, but you know, I hope I'm not offending anyone. I I really do. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, you know, over the line here, Polly, you tell me. No, I mean, if you're offended by somebody being mad about racism, then I mean, I go think fuck you, need really, you need to go look internally and figure some shit out. Right. Look in the mirror and then put a fucking gun in your mouth, bud. Uh, I Jesus. Mean, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Don't do that. Or don't, or don't do. do that. Just, just change your ways. <laughs> right. Right. But, um, uh, so yeah, that's a rant, man. Um, and I don't rant often. Maybe, I don't know if I should rant more, should rant less. Uh, I that would have been good for the uh, hockey troll hip check if we had two episodes a week. <laughs> yeah, it would. I would have fu- I would have had a free. I'd had like twenty solid minutes to just go ham. Um, and and you know what? 
it's still a developing story. I am wondering what's going to happen. I have a feeling, though, unfortunately, it's going to be um, pushed under the rug. Again, I would have loved to see the Rangers come out immediately in support of this guy. I don't know what their what their their stall was. It was hours later that they, they, them and the NHL in conjunction came out with a statement that was short and sweet and to the point and sincere. I appreciate that. And, but it's expected. But, you know, the, the, the Rangers here are kind of at fault in the sense that they hosted this meeting without proper security, I guess, on it. Um, and I mean, let's just say this. I think in a court of law, if somebody had died over this, they would be guilty of neglect. I'm not saying that 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 they are solely responsible for this. I would have loved to see the feed get cut immediately when they saw it. Just cut it fucking dry and then find out who the fuck it was with an immediate statement. Like literally within the hour saying this is unacceptable. This is fucking reprehensible. We do not back this. And we stand by Condre Miller. Who is going to light this league up, it seems. I mean, he's a highly touted prospect. Very talented guy. Um, it's, you know, and, and, and at the worst time possible. Right, Polly? I mean, the league's paused. There's not a lot of positivity fucking flying around, you know, fly, uh, when, when in regards to sports. And you get this, you know, assholes like that. Make the NHL not get those big fucking TV deals, right? Like this is not the publicity that the NHL fucking wants right now after having to fucking cap, pause off one of their most successful seasons ever. You know, on the birth of this TV deal, everything else, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, nothing else is going on, so it's going to give people something to write about and it's going to get – in. so this is – this was very wrong, but it's right. going to get blown out to a bigger thing because there's nothing else to talk about. And so it's well, just going to keep bad press on bad press. So for the league, it looks fucking terrible. And it's these asshole fans that make the league look fucking terrible. But at the same time, like you said, this could be a good thing to, 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 to let people know, you know, that this is a fucking pervade. This is not a, this is a, this is a problem that people have to deal with. And there it is, you know? Yeah. Um, it's disgusting. It's sick. I, I feel for Keandre. Um, I didn't want to see it. Uh, it makes me embarrassed to be a hockey fan a little bit. Uh, it's just a fucking embarrassment that I share the same, uh, I share the same interest as someone like that. And I know that sounds really intolerant of me and I, I admit that it is, but I, I'm, I'm at that point, man. And I don't mean, I, I mean, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing. It, you know, it's like if you're a fan of a team and someone's acting like an idiot and you got to tell the, an opposing fan, like, Hey, don't, don't let me in with that guy. You know, right. it's, it's, it's kind of like that. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, having to make excuses for your own fan base or your own sport at large is one of the worst things that you can do as a fan, especially as a fan of a major sport who really isn't a major sport. You know, the NHL has made so many good leaps and bounds in the past five years and then 
shit like this just makes it feel like fuck, you know? Right. All for naught. Yeah, I mean, stuff like this makes, you know, it almost like reaffirms that outside view of this is a white person sport, which doesn't let it get to that same level as some of the other leagues that are more diverse. Right, uh, exactly. So it, it almost, it's like people like this who are fans are holding the game back. Right, it says you're not fucking welcome. Yeah. And meanwhile, the NHL has this tagline, Air hockey is for everyone, which you and I both agree that it is. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes across race and gender. Hockey is for everyone. Hockey is the greatest sport on fucking earth and should be held up to that standard. Um, with this outburst and this very public humiliation, it's not. It's not been represented the way that us hockey fans know it to be. And that's an embarrassment. Um, you know, I, I, I have no answers here. I mean, just that for hockey fans who are tolerant and do believe that hockey is for everyone, I mean, keep on trucking away. Don't let this discourage you. Um, and at the same time, I mean, really shame these people who believe otherwise. For sure. I mean, I wish we had this guy's fucking personal information. Can we call a SWAT? What is the thing? What do you call? What? What's the thing that you do on the internet to like fuck somebody's life up? I don't know, <laughs> but it's probably better that you don't. <laughs> it's definitely good that that we do not have that information. But yeah. if if it comes through, um, <laughs> well, let's not speak on 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 speculation. <sighs> All right. Well. I, I think I've got it out of my system, man. I mean, you had to have known that this was going to be a, a fucking hot button topic for me. Bye. Yeah, when I saw it in the outline, I was like, "All right, that's going to take some time." <laughs> but you know, it's important. It is. It is. And I don't know. Did it, I was I was in a blind rage for a minute. Did I did I cross any lines? You don't think? I don't think so. Okay. Good. Well, thanks, Polly. Love you. Mean it. Want to talk about some caps here? Yeah, for sure. All right, so, you know, cooled down a little bit. Um, <laughs> Polly has some uplifting shit about a fan favorite and one of the most underrated players in the entire National Hockey League. Who are we doing tonight, Polly? All right, so we're going to talk Nikki Backstrom. Um, so, uh, he was selected the year after Ovi, after his rookie year, Ovi actually announced it. Um, right, right. he was fourth overall in the 06 draft, but he did decide to go back to Europe for one year. So his first season was 07, 08. Um, which I think upset the caps a little bit, <laughs> but uh, so his uh, big pass guy, we all know that his first a his first Incredible. assist was in his first career game. Right. Incredible on, playmaker here. Absolutely. Um, it was on October 5th, 2007. It was a Michael Nylander play uh, power play goal at Atlanta. <laughs> uh, if I remember Nylander. correctly, I think, um, 
Kovi scored. Kovalchuk. So uh, there's a cap there for us. Oh, yeah. In Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when he was nice with thing. Atlanta. Nice. Um, and then his first goal came on, uh, over a month later on November 8th, 2007. Once again, power play goal. It was at Ottawa. It was his 16th career game. Nice. His 100th point came on 12, 13, 08. It was in his 113th game. So that's pretty good pace right there. Almost a point per game. Uh, it was on power play goal. Uh, it was no, it was his power play goal. Uh, helpers by Ovi and Alexander Semen at Montreal. Semen, oh, if we remember that name, huh? That's, that's a, a classic, name. huh? Yeah, holy fuck. Uh, so so far the theme is power play. Uh, big, big part of his game. That's where his first three big um, accomplishments came from. Yeah, you know, a lot of people think that 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 the defenseman is the is the quarterback of the power play. But I think low key, it's really Backstrom. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he's he really just he's so underappreciated by other people, other teams. Right. He's like one of those guys that like like dumb fans don't realize he's really important. But then like teams plan around him. They're like, yeah, of course we got to watch Ovi, but we got to fucking watch Backstrom. <laughs> Right, and he's not a dominating physical presence, yet he plays great positional D. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I think he's a lot like Crosby. Um, he's he's setting up plays. He'll score when you're not expecting him to shoot. Um, and he and Crosby plays very similar. He's not very physical, but he, you know, bodies people and is able to get leverage. So right, and I think and. Backstrom is a large dude. I mean, he's over six foot tall and yeah, and he's almost 200 pounds um, and he has great skating ability yet uh, his, you know, his playmaking ability is, is next level. Like how the fuck, sometimes I think like, how does he even see this shit? I mean, the, the, the backhand sauce that he possesses is he's the type of player that wants to set up the, the nice, easy tap in goal just because he thinks it looks better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's uh he's just a pass guy. Um <clears throat> so his next big accomplishment was his one hundredth assist. That was on Valentine's Day in oh nine. It was career game one thirty eight and it was an Ovechkin goal at Tampa Bay. So so far all of his big numbers are at away games, which kinda sucks. Right, and hit with Ovi in most of them. I mean, these two Yeah, I mean, half these of two them players, at this point. Right, and, the, and these two players, their destiny is really kind of tethered together as, as Caps. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not to keep saying Penguin things, but it's literally like Crosby and Malkin. Right, or like, um, like Yari, Curry, and Gretzky. Yeah, Lemieux and Yager. I mean... The, right. These guys are going to be in that like great duo list, right? McDavid, Drysital. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's another good one. And so he finally got his 100th career goal on December 30th, 2011. It was game 359 against Buffalo. So 
uh, you know, obviously he's not huge goal scorer. He's, he hasn't even hit 300 yet. Um, right. But the fact that he scored 100 goals in the NHL, that's very impressive. Yeah, and I think a lot of detractors will say that they wish that he would shoot the puck more. And I, at times, agree with that. But you look at him and you're just like, I mean, you're so such a beauty. Like, I, I, I get your game. That, you know, it, he doesn't have the best shot. He has a good shot, don't get me wrong. But he's not a sniper. He, he's definitely a playmaker. And he sees the ice in a 3D chess level. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Right, right. So that was his first big accomplishment on this list at home. Um, Okay. uh, And then he had his 500th assist on January 7th, 2017. It was his 691st game at Ottawa on a TJ Oshbabe goal and a 1-0 win. Let's go. Clutch player. Yeah. His 200th goal came on February 6, 2018 at Columbus in game 786. It was the game-winning goal assisted by Oshbe Benovi. So Ovi's about 50% of all of these. Right, right. And then his 900th point came earlier this season, December 19th, 2019, at New Jersey in game 923. 900 points in 923 games. That, that is called consistency. That is called value. That is called Nicholas fucking Backstrom. And he, that was a four-point night, too. Two goals, two assists. Exactly. What better way than to reach a milestone for points than to have four and <laughs> have a goal, like goals and assists to just show, like, he right. literally just like summed up his career in that game. And just have like an absolute wagon of a game. Yeah. Like literally uh, just beautiful. Couldn't be much better. Right. And you know, another away game, like <laughs> all this shit happened on the road. Um, but so, uh, you know, he's currently at 956 games. He has 243 goals, 684 assists, he has 927 points. So, you know, he's only 30 games ahead of his point total in terms of numbers. Um, and as we previously mentioned, uh, towards the end of the year, he led the league in assists during the last decade with 511. Uh, Claude Drew had 506. They're the only two to have 500 assists in the 2010s decade. So, Nicholas Backstrom is consistent. And he's valuable. And this little list is just, you know, a reminder of that for all you Caps fans. If you ever need reassurance that Nick Backstrom is awesome and we love him. Right. And in true Swedish fashion, he he is not a guy who seeks out the limelight. He doesn't want to be a star. He likes to help his teammates. How many times have you seen Nick Backstrom negate an easy, an easy empty netter to a line mate. I, I think oh, I don't it, think he's ever shot on an empty net. I think he's shot on an empty net goal like twice <laughs> ever. Yeah, and it's like probably because he's the only one available. Right, right. Because he because he's got eight eyes. Right. There as was Craig Lachlan likes to say. There was a play 
either this season or last season, I think. Maybe it was this season, and I think Haglin actually got it out of the zone and chipped it up to Backstrom, and he actually did shoot an empty netter. And right. it was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Hag's a countryman there, a fellow Swede. You know, um, Nick Backstrom has been such a heart and soul guy. He's so part of the culture in D.C., uh, for D.C. hockey, for the Washington Capitals. Um, I, I, My favorite moment of Nicholas Backstrom isn't on the ice. It's when they lost for the second time in recent memory um, with, against the Penguins in that second round tilt when they went on to win their back-to-back cups. And with tears in his eyes, he looked in the camera and said, fans, please don't give up on us. I promise you we are going to get it done. I promise you that you're – your love and your affection and all of your dedication to this team is not, you know, poorly put. We will get you a cup. The next fucking year, what do they fucking do? Go win it all. I mean, that, ugh. What, I mean, you could just tell that he's so invested. Oh, yeah. He love he loves those fans. He loves that team. He loves uh, being a team I- player. I mean, he does the consummate team guy, you know, <clears throat> and I mean, the way that he finds players and, and what he does, you know, uh, I just, you can't, you can't speak any higher of it. Uh, and it's, it's a guy that gets almost zero recognition. He's been to one all-star game, people, and he has almost a point per fucking game. He's going to hit a 1,000 points in his career, which is a incredible milestone in itself, right? Absolutely. So, uh, not enough could be said. This is a good, this is a good, uh, little, little, uh, per, this is a good, this is a good guy to pick. You know, I, I, I pitched this to you as a segment, like, kind of like for the Washington wraparound, since we don't have, like, you know, the, the recaps and stuff for you to, to expose a little bit on some milestones accomplishments for, uh, the caps here. And I think you're killing it, Polly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I did start with the two easiest guys though. So right. it's going to take a little more work on my part as we, uh, keep going through here. So, right. And, uh, uh you know, this isn't just for active players. So Polly might, might, uh, bring out, somebody from from the woodwork from the history of of the Washington Capitals here to uh to lay it down with so you know mm, all good maybe, shit man maybe Adam Oates yeah or, you know I was thinking make a cold zig I don't know who knows I don't know uh, we got some options here people tons of options you know there's a lot of players that uh <clears throat> that spend time with the caps you know you could do Yager <laughs> uh is my favorite retired capital and he was there for like what two years, maybe. Yeah, we got Yager, we got Fedorov, Scott Stevens. You know, there, there's a lot of guys that that had a cup of coffee with with the Caps, uh, even more than a cup of coffee, uh, an entire sit down meal. Um, you know, Al McInnes. You could throw a lot of people off referring to Scott Stevens as a capital. That is true, but maybe that's why you should do it. Uh, he spent yeah. a lot of time with the Caps. You know. Uh, obviously, he's most noted for his success with New Jersey um, when he became a true thoroughbred hitman assassin. <laughs> yeah, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, 
Yeah, I, it's it's all fair game. Um, and you know what? And we have time, so hopefully this is a little cool throwback for all of our listeners during this this rough time. Um, you know, we don't know the future of the leagues at this point because I guess Trump had a fucking conference with all of the major sports uh, uh, commissioners. So I don't really know what's going to come of that. Honestly, I'm not even sure I want to fucking read what's going to come out of it, but I'm sure I, I will, obviously, because I have a a, a journalistic responsibility. <laughs> That's Dude. weird. That's weird right. to say. It is weird. That is weird. We're, we're a source of news, Polly. How's that feel? Mm-hmm. Makes me scared for the world. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a little off-putting, um, <laughs> but uh, awesome work, man. Uh, should we tell them about our sponsor? Spon- a sponsor? A sponsor? Spencer. A sponsor. We should. We should. All right. So, Manscaped. I've done a. I we got a great swag bag. Uh, Polly, have you gotten yours yet? Yeah, it just came in today. Um, with the current situation in the world when we get stuff in the mail we've been uh wiping stuff down okay i did Uh, not i just went for it but it's probably a good idea (laughs) fuck (sighs) yeah so i'll probably open it um again this is coming out on a monday we're recording saturday so i'll probably open it yesterday from when you're hearing this but (laughs) yeah uh i'm excited and I, i saw what you got and tell them about it yeah so we got like a t-shirt some boxers some some cologne, some sprays, some ball tightener. <laughs> um, Manscaped.com and the Hockey Podcast Network has really hooked each host up with uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, which is their newest razor specifically designed to, uh, I guess, manscape the tender areas of your body, if you get my drift. Um, you know, every person no matter what type of relationship you are in. Uh, if you're a dude, I mean, take care of it down there. You don't want it to be like some crazy jungle. Manscaped.com has you covered. Use code THPN and get 20% off plus free shipping on Manscaped.com using code THPN. That's from the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we're always hooking you up with the greatest deals. You know, thank us later. Thank us later, and then your significant other can also thank us later. And you can thank us later even more for the affection that it may garner. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> folks, nobody wants to come up for air and have to pick hair out of their mouth, right? <laughs> exactly right. That's a fucking, that's the, the nail on the head right there. <laughs> um, and you know what? Again, we we can't thank Manscaped enough. You know, I'm feeling fucking big time. I'm just some slob that talks about hockey into a microphone. They have really hooked us up with a cool care package. Uh on my social I've say I've I've got two videos. One is the unboxing of the care package, which is really neat from manscaped.com. And then the actual unboxing, what you get if you actually do order the um the lawnmower 3.0 remember to use code thpn on manscape.com to get 20 percent off with free shipping so yeah use that code thank us later uh and, and thank you to manscaped exactly and thank you to manscaped and the hockey podcast network for making this all happen 
Uh, well, with that, I guess we'll just lead you right into our interview with Matt Clink from the Discussion 5. They rep the Detroit Red Wings on the Hockey Podcast Network. That's a team that's in quite a bit of turmoil. We go through hockey ocalypse with them. And, um, you know, we kind of kind of talk about Detroit a little bit and, and what there is to see and do. So hopefully uh, you can take some pointers. And, and obviously it's it's a, a kind of a, a joke and silly series. But, you know, next time you're in Detroit, maybe uh, you take some uh, take some pointers from Matt and, and visit some cool sites to see. All right, Caps fans, it's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with Matt Klink from the Discussion 5 podcast, repping the Detroit Red Wings on the Hockey Podcast Network. And Matt, I love the, the play on, and, and it really gave, it took me some time to figure it out, but like the Discussion 5, the Russian 5, right? Is that? Is oh, that yeah, there you go. It? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I feel like we have to explain it way too often. Uh, so it might not have been the best choice, <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad you got there. So that's one person <laughs> right, out of, right. uh, the population. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. No, I mean, um, Hey, thanks a lot for coming on. This is going to extend our little mini series about, you know, since we are still in these lockdown times, um, for the whole coronavirus, um, you know, just kind of going along with a little bit of a, what would people do in their home cities and how would they react to an apocalypse along with, you know, I guess sprinkling in some hockey talk because that's really what we're yeah. all here for, right? Well, I mean, like even today, um, when my brother and I are recording, uh, we barely, <laughs> we barely <laughs> talked hockey, but, uh, no, I, you, you try, you try your best to wrap it up, right? You, you right. Just gotta, it's, there's, there's some spots. There's some little nuggets there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's tough though. That's tough nowadays. But right. I, I got to tell you, I am now that you you listed off the premise of what this episode's supposed to be. Yeah, I am so jelly right now that I didn't think of doing this because this <laughs> is brilliant, and I'm like giggly now, getting excited to talk about like a city like Detroit that already looks like it's been through the apocalypse. So yeah, I, I'm ready. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you know, I, the- I'm probably gonna bury my own city more than <laughs> more than uh, probably anybody else would on the network. But uh, yeah, fire away. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, just to let the fans know, you do live in Detroit now. You know, the I think that most people really don't know much about Detroit aside from Eminem's Eight Mile here. Um, but oh yeah, you know what? I guess where lo- where located are you in Detroit? Are you you know downtown? I, I don't know. This would have been a perfect transition for my brother because uh, he's actually really close to Eight Mile right now. He just um, <laughs> what what's funny um, about it is that there's like. There's that idea of what's going on uh, in that movie. And then if you drive like a mile, like you're in hipster town, USA. I mean, my, my brother is close to eight mile, but he's right. also like surrounded by like what is now the food Mecca of Detroit. And every morning he's taking this trip to the Detroit city cookie company to grab like cinnamon <laughs> rolls and cookies <laughs> like, and it, and it's like, you know, and it's it's people walking around in like a 1950s like uh, kitchen getup kind of thing. Like you right. know, you've got like the checkered print on the clothes. Like it's adorable in there, and you would never <laughs> think it was in the heart of Detroit. 
Well, that's right. like that. It's it's always like two sides of the coin. There's always like, well, this side of this road is a complete shithole. And then the other side is just this, like you, you, you don't even lock your car. You just walk away from it. You're, you're fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we both, we both grew up, uh, in the Detroit Metro area, I think is, is probably more accurate. Um, okay. again, to go like, uh, somebody else that, that actually would be perfect for this too, would be, uh, my, my brother's significant other when she grew up in the heart of Detroit. She oh. lived it, man. Uh, okay. So she's got some stories. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's Detroit metro area. We grew up five minutes outside of, uh, I mean, a five minute drive from uh, like the Joe Louis Arena. Of course, now we've got the, the beautiful little Sieges Arena that we're so proud to roll off our tongues. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, uh, and born, so so you're, really, you're really like in the shit there. I mean, uh for the Joe Lewis retirement center, as it has sometimes been called, but you know, you really, you really are, you really are close in there, right? I, this is hilarious because that is the first time I've heard that, but I totally get it and I love it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's something uh, for me at, I think uh, I I could accurately say at one point or another from the last, except for the last year, because I just had a brand new baby girl. But for the last Congrats. 10 years, I've had season tickets to either the Tigers, Lions, Pistons, or Red Wings. Wow. Uh, just to kind of, just, you know, disposable income, fuck it. You know, <laughs> just to throw it at these shitball teams. <laughs> See what happens. Get in trouble with your with your wife every now and then because <laughs> you're supposed to be home. But instead, you're going to a Red Wings game. Yeah, like... uh that, I mean, just the con- for convenience sake, that's 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 kind of I'm trying to paint the picture of how close and right and convenient it is to. OK, to well, downtown, it's, but, yeah. I mean, it seems like a great use of capital for me. And that really kind of segues <laughs> yeah. into our new or into our into our really intro here, which uh, we've kind of blown by. But, uh, you know, you being a Red Wings fan and obviously have like the pedigree of a Red Wings fan um, for years. I mean, mm-hmm. give us the outlook of the Red Wings right now, you know, apocalypse aside, you know, um, is the future bright? Because I feel like that's about the only thing you guys have to look forward to. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> anything that's not right now, that makes total sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, if it's not that, then we, you know, then we are stuck in the past. Uh, I think any Red Wings fan would, would probably, uh, safely admit that there's, there's far too many, um, visuals of like, yesteryear like at uh, little caesar's arena and i don't you don't want to take away you know you're not going to take away like the the little setups as you walk to your seat that say hey we won the cup in 2008 i just mean every puck drop there's a an old fart red wing (laughs) (laughs) you know dropping the puck or between periods or like between face-offs there's somebody waving from the rafters (laughs) <laughs> um, it's, it's a little much, but I mean, obviously we, we've had so much, uh, success just to kind of pat our, you know, pat us on the back here. Um, right. it, and I mean, these I people are legends, right? I mean, these are, these are legends in hockey objectively. And then sometimes, you know, you know so yeah. you're right. You know, some, <laughs> some great, some great players have gone through the organization there. I mean, I can think, you know, Fedorov, Iserman, Shanahan, um, shit, just to name a few, you know, of recent Datsuk, uh, you know, Zetterberg, Absolutely. that's a Hall of Famer. 
You guys have yeah, all Nicholas had Lindstrom, you know, Lindstrom, the greatest defenseman of all time. Right. So, <laughs> you know, and not uh, to mention even a storied history of, you know, two arenas ago with the Olympia. Right. Yeah. Um, which was featured in that, that movie, um, goalie. I, I, goalie, I got yeah. to interview with Adriana Mags. I don't know. I'm so sure did you we. guys did. Yeah. Right? That was, aren't yeah. they fantastic? Mm hmm. Uh, that movie yeah, what is a blast. If, if anybody's listening and hasn't watched that movie yet, um, first of all, you've got plenty of time now. So what the hell are you doing? Yeah, if you're a hockey I, fan and you haven't watched that movie yet. Right. Um, I love the but movie. But God damn. Yeah. You know what? It, you know what that movie did is uh, first it, it scared me of like, what? Wh- why do I love this organization so much? Because <laughs> there's already the bad uh, like stories following the Detroit Red Wings in regards to like Ted Lindsay. And okay. him trying to to set up the players' association, mm-hmm. and then getting run out of town and bastardized, and it's just like, god damn! And now, <laughs> and now, like breaking down a man who who's just trying to hold on to one of six goaltending jobs in the entire league, and they completely right. crush him into you know pulverized dust. Um, just yeah, just uh, it's kind of heartbreaking to watch. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, the Ted Lindsay stuff has been out there and, and him passing in the last year. Everything kind of came up again, thanks to the NHL to kind of remind everybody, like, this guy did so much to make sure that these players get paid for what they're due. Right. And then and now, now we've got, uh, you know, not a not a documentary that we that we watched watching goalie, but uh, it's it's a pretty close tale to what what the uh, actual story was. Um, well, I thought it was very you- raw and real, you know and I mean? Oh, that yeah. Doesn't that doesn't take away from Sawchuck and the earlier, you know, that era wings dominance. You know what I mean? So oh, absolutely. All good stuff. Right. I mean, I, I, I feel like, Matt, that you're 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 just so ready to bash the team because of, and, and how the mighty have fallen, right? Like the Detroit yeah. fucking Red Wings, like the, the quintessential, you know, dynasty team through the nineties, even into the two thousand. I mean, 20 something years straight of making the playoffs. One of the best teams in NHL history, no doubt. Um, and, and now, I mean, is this how, is this how the fan base is or are you just more pessimistic? Are you playing heel here? I guess a little bit, oh, um, man. to, um, to, know, to I, be I, just the, the fucking hater here. I mean, it's gotta be optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I know you guys have, have given out some shit contracts and, you know, I'm, I'm really piling yeah. it on here. I get it. But I mean, what, what do you think that, what was the team, you know, okay, obviously this season was the worst probably in history for the Red Wings. Oh so my God, this could be you know, one of the worst. It could have been one of the worst NHL seasons of all time. But the you'll never beat us, the, the Washington Capitals, on True. the worst season ever. Right? I, I, I mean. would say, um, and this this is actually coming from uh, one of our, our, our fellow shows, uh, Shane, who does uh, the Ottawa Senators. He brought sure. up the great point where it was like, yeah, but this is... This is a team that was well established. This is somebody, you know, they, they're led by by Ken Holland, who should have had a plan that's like, all right, when these guys leave, now we need a plan. You know, what's the next plan so that this right. isn't 10 years of futility? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love that point. Uh, and I shouldn't love it. It should make me angry. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I know I know how I feel about this team. But I, I you know, to answer your question, uh, two questions ago, sorry, I never did answer it. But yeah. Um, you, you wanted to know like how we feel about where this team is headed. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time on our, our show and, uh, we've argued with people online, which to, to answer your most recent question, I think we are more pessimistic than most Red Wings fans. 
but okay. I think we're probably more than five years. Probably five years is might be on the button, but more than five years might be more realistic because this team is so far from having. I like I, I look at the team now, even with Anthony Mantha being pretty successful in the first half of the season. Sure, I don't. I don't even look at him as being a part of the core when this team makes it to the playoffs. And I wow. get laughed out of conversations when I say that. But I, well, I do is, think is Larkin a part of it? I mean, because there's been a lot of a lot of press around him. Is Larkin a guy that's going to take you deep? I, I think in five years. It, it, it's it's going to depend on how long this Mantha contract is for what I'm saying to actually mean anything. But Larkin signed for so long, I think he'll be around to to at least be able to make a another impression like it we gave him the contract so he's sticking around so i feel like if we if i'm honest about the five years he's gonna be here he just will because that's what the contract says um anthony manta when we we look at the statistics of when a player starts to drop um and it's as early as 27 i we go five years out he's past that so at that point he's starting to drop so are we going to be looking at a guy who's dropping statistically or are the Red Wings going to go back and play the game they played before where you go, well, this guy's been here forever. So let's give him a 20 year contract. Right. Or do we learn from those mistakes and know that maybe it's better to have a four year cycle of winning a shorter cycle of losing rather than trying to break records like we are now with how pathetic this, <laughs> this team really does look on, on a nightly basis. Um, so I, I mean, uh, so yeah, the original question, I, I would say five years out. Um, and we've gotcha. been saying that since the beginning of this year. So I guess that means now we're four years out because this hopefully this season just gets canceled and we're done. It's <laughs> 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 only four more years. <laughs> the only person in the entire NHL fan base is a Detroit Red Wings fan we, that wants the season to end. And I don't blame you, man. We um, are mathematically really eliminated. So whatever playoff thing they come up with, we're not in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right. Um, you know, and hey, I, 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 I feel for you because you know the Red Wings and the Avalanche series; those, those were things that uh, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Those were, those were things that I was, you know, grew up on. You know, I, those were what I, when I really yeah. cut my teeth as to what a hockey, what hockey, NHL hockey is about. That was it. You know, I mean, I have Patrick we're less Wall's than a, a week removed from the anniversary. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. That's that's all good stuff. And and one question that I'll throw out there is that you guys are in desperate need of a goaltender, right? <sighs> <laughs> Was it so, that, that bad of a question? <laughs> <laughs> I have such a terrible perspective on goaltenders, but right. I'm wondering I'm curious because I I I know is this is this going in the Hopi direction? It absolutely is. Are you guys okay. going to pay Hopi ten? <laughs> you know he deserves ten million. Are you going to pay him ten million a year for eight years or, or five so, years? So What's it going to be? Obviously, we have a lot of time on uh, the discussion five to talk about the future. So we've talked <laughs> about this a few times, right? Um, we so here here's the thought process. Do we want to just see if we can bring some stability to one of these positions? Can we yeah. start to measure, are the forwards that good? Are the defensive pairings, are, are these the right ones to go with? Do we start mixing guys up? Because we know we have Braden Holpe. Now, for him to come to our team, you got to pay him out the ass. So right. I, I, where else is this money going to go? 
I mean, we're, we'll probably just be taking on dead contracts like we already started doing at the, the current deadline. Um, and we right. have a couple of dead contracts already coming off in this upcoming off season. So we'll have even more contracts uh, or more space to take on dead contracts. So if it's <laughs> letting Braden Holpe just relax those last few seasons and collect a bunch of dough. Um, and then at some point, you know, maybe we keep this kind of short and he's always some trade bait for somebody. I don't know if it's 10 million, if that's ever going to happen, but <laughs> that's what <laughs> but he deserves. I, I'll say the, the money's not going anywhere else. When we're, when we're talking about the guys that are going to be a part of the core, you know, you cross your fingers on an Alexi Lafreniere, right. but he's not going to affect the salary cap for three or four years. Sure. So let's let's pay somebody now if we can keep that if we can bring in Holpe and we're keeping his contract at three years but we're going to pay him 10 million i mean with all the the revenue and profit sharing in the nhl it's not really going to hurt any of these teams too much to get closer to the cap unless the red wings are only planning their cap space to bring in dead contracts it's it's so complicated i'm gonna just make here's here's the short answer Bring them on in for ten million because I don't. I I'd rather see if we have anything else on this team before we actually do like go. All right, we are tanking for three more years before, <laughs> before we're ready to move forward. Um, and again, the the reason to bring in Holpe is to find some stability at just one position. Sure, and then we can start to maybe properly measure everything else. And I believe that when you bring in a, a, I mean, I think that all teams should be built from the net out. Um, that's just, I think that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. If you can get the goalie on the cheap, do it. But, uh, you know, if you got cap to spend and, and you're just kind of building, you know, you already know that your strategy is to build through the draft, like the Red Wings should probably do because, you know, yeah. Who's going to be able to wheel and deal for an entire team? You know, a couple pieces. Yeah. You know, like the Penguins have done, like the Caps have done, like, uh, you know, teams who are up right now have done. Um, but you know, I, I get what you're saying. So you're thinking that if they bring in Holpe, it's probably a three to five year contract versus a full term thing. He's going to be there to kind of be a name, um, and let the Red Wings kind of weather the storm, if you will. Uh, while, during the rebuild, and then once the rebuild happens, once once you think you have the pieces, you'll move for a better goalie, or you know, yeah. The the other side of this too up? is we do, we don't really have anything in our prospect pool, or if somebody thinks we do, they're kidding themselves. Right. Uh, we have okay. guys that uh, go from our uh, AHL affiliate, the the Griffins, and then load up, you know, a four goals against this year with a, a sub 890 save percentage. And now we're back to square one. So even right. if we do start building up this prospect pool, it's going to be starting at nothing and we're not going to have anything else that we can throw in here. So uh, to that end, if if we wanted to start experimenting, we're just going to be experimenting with garbage. Gotcha. So that that would probably be another reason to bring in Holpe. But again, like this is this is just something maybe a guy you you can finally put on your tickets and be proud. You know, you're selling those season tickets. You got to put some picture on there. So right. now you've got Holpe. You can put on banners. Like uh, oh, it yeah. really is an, an absolute joke right now to like look at the city <laughs> of Detroit and its pro sports because yeah. I mean, sure, we can kid ourselves and go, yeah, Anthony Mantha had four goals against the Montreal Canadiens in Game Four this year, but. <laughs> I, you know what? This guy's not getting his number retired. He's not, he, he's not going to all-star games for like 10 straight years. Uh, right, I mean, right. if you look at how, how these players usually uh, project out from seasons like this is he's, he might even just 
this might be it. This we might have just wasted his best year because he had an injury and now the coronavirus. But right, um, right. you know what? I think I, I feel like I'm just going to keep trashing the Red Wings here. And if anybody's listening <laughs> right. from uh, the discussion Jesus. five fandom, yeah. they're just like, all right, we're not. We, we've heard enough of this shit <laughs> for the whole season. All right. Well, also, let's let's we'll move on from uh, from the hockey yeah. thing. I understand that hockey, even though we this is a hockey podcast, is a sore subject, I guess, for the Red Wings right now. <laughs> but but uh, you know, let's talk about uh, you know, what I really brought you on here for and that's uh, you know, the apocalypse. <laughs> so, well, you know, let me let me cuz this is one of the things that I I know you're going to ask me this later about uh, things I'd want to bring with me. I'd, I'd be considering what my uh, brother bought me was was a nice thing of bourbon. So I'm, okay. gonna, I'm bringing this up for for a real reason, though. Probably <laughs> why I'm more angry than usual is I started taking this down because I knew we were going to be talking about <laughs> the Red Wings. And I was like, you know what? This will make it all. I'll, I'll get a little bit more loose. Some of those thoughts I've been keeping inside about the Red Wings, maybe they'll come out today. But uh, no, go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting right. the host. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. This is all good stuff. Um <laughs> Well, you know, um, I'm just kind of like imagining you stewing over like a, a fucking glass of bourbon, like those motherfuckers, whatever happened to Steve Eiserman, oh. you know? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm actually being a total douche right now. I've got one of those um, bourbon uh, uh, sniffing glasses that I'm drinking Ooh. out of. Um, you know, it's got like the big bo- uh, bell at the bottom and then yeah. Supposed to be able to fit your whole nose in there. And I'm not doing that. I'm still just <laughs> chugging it. But I, <laughs> that's just to paint a better picture. I, I, I grabbed the the douchiest glass I could find in my uh, cupboards. But no, uh, go ahead. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, <laughs> since you are a native Detroit and, and you've lived there a while and you know the town and you live there now, you know, give us a rundown of what's going to happen in your city if if you know, authority just kind of like goes away and it is, it's, it's apocalypse, like it's chaos. I mean, shit's shutting down. What's going to happen um, in your city? I mean, riot, you know, walk us through it just briefly, I guess. Well, actually the, the best thing I could bring up was about um, two weeks ago before our, uh, our, our jobs all got shut down. So then I've been working from home. Um, I I'm actually leaving work. And this is again, you know, right before all this, all this shit goes down and <laughs> uh-huh. there's, there's a fire. Uh, so I'm, I'm on uh, one of the major highways is uh, 75 that goes through the heart of Detroit. Um, okay. I'm working a little North of Detroit. So if I, I, I'm working out of Troy. So anybody who's listening from the Detroit area, now they're rolling their eyes. Cause that's a swanky neighborhood. But anyway, <laughs> uh, on the, on the other side of this highway of 75, there's actually a fire that started. And my initial reaction to seeing that fire was, oh, my God, the riots are starting. (laughs) And so obviously I made a meme about it later. But for a split (laughs) second, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And that was a realistic thought because I figured here I am. We're we're in Detroit. Um, I mean, shit, shit could has gone down in the past. So why is it so far fetched that it, it might go down again? I uh Right. But yeah, I, I I would say that would be the most accurate way to to paint the picture of like what is the likelihood of of riots? Is that I just saw like I mean, <laughs> let me let me let me state to it. it wasn't just a fire. I didn't just see like a car burning on the other. I mean, there was this was this was like a major fire. If anybody's listening from the Detroit area, you probably saw it in the news. It was an entire building was burning down. 
Um, so it was just a small car fire, which is, which is run of the mill in Detroit. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely something that would catch anybody's eye. Like it was that big of a a cloud of smoke. So, and in my head, you know, I, I text my loved ones and my closest (laughs) friends and I was like, here we go. Get your shit ready. (laughs) We got to go find the right places to start looting because all the good stuff's going to be gone later. Well, that that's great because that that brings me to the next question. I mean, where are you gonna go if if shit does go bad? You know, uh, where what what's your plan if if so, the apocalypse happens? I probably need a better plan than this, but I've already brought up um, uh, my daughter, so I, I gotta run and get that that cute little thing uh, yeah. and, and figure out how I'm gonna keep her safe. Right, but I I I, I will be. I'll be completely honest that I have had some nights where I'm thinking, oh, my God, what what happens when we start to lose power? And I got to start planning <laughs> yeah. what to do with her. Right. Um, it, it's probably the new dad jitters, but um, I'd be lying <laughs> if I said it didn't it didn't cross my mind. But I, I'm running home to her. Then I'm grabbing my wife. And then, uh, you know, I'm assuming that eventually this turns into zombies. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I'm a huge, huge zombie man uh, or, sure. or like reader. I don't know if you guys have, have ever seen like uh, World War Z. Yes. Uh, not the, yeah. uh, the the book actually does a great job of, of explaining how to survive. So you got to go up north. Uh, okay. You got to you got to let the, the, the zombie, the dead flesh is going to freeze up north. <laughs> so once that happens, I'll be up north. I'll be by a fire, nice and cozy and warm with my bourbon. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys heed this warning because uh, that's that's the way to go. <laughs> so um, I played the pawn, one of the pawn hockey Labatt Blue um, tournaments where they play on um, <clears throat> the Hudson. I want to say up there, Saint Ignace at the tip of the glove. There. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So Mackinac, right? That's a place, right? Am I? Am I? Oh right? yeah. Yep. So you got Mackinac there, Island and Mackinac yeah. City, which are spelled differently. So. <laughs> When you go up there the first time, you're very confused. And, right. uh, no, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, up there, we were going to play on the Great Lakes, um, which I believe is the Hudson, right? Is that, am I even fucking even close? What's the Great Lake that's like, if you're looking at the map, oh, it's on the right? Well, I mean, we've got, uh, Michigan and, and Huron and Huron. Uh, I'm sorry, not Hudson. Yeah, Huron. Go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm terrible at geography, but yes, Lake Huron no, you're fine. was, was where. Excuse me. Was where um, the the tournament was to be played, and it was the only, um, you know, I guess tournament that was played on a Great Lake. Uh, so I was like, oh yeah, cool. So we drive nine hours up there, and they're like, we're going through a heat wave, and I'm looking around. And it's like 19 degrees, every like at the peak, <laughs> the hottest point, and I'm like, this is a fucking heat wave, and they're like. Uh, yeah, so we can't play on the Hudson when I'm looking, I'm driving across the Mackinac Bridge there and there's just like the waves look like they have actually frozen mid fucking air. That's oh, how yeah. fucking cold it is. And I'm like, this is a, this is a heat wave for you fucking people. And then <laughs> they're like, oh, well, that's all right. We've got a lake over here that we're going to have the entire tournament on. They had Zambonis on the ice. I mean, this was not, they were, they yeah. were literally, it was so fucking cold. They were literally starting fires on the ice and just like, nah, fuck it. Fuck it. It's yeah. a fire on the ice. So, <laughs> you know, um, I, I mean, I get the, the whole, the whole, uh, and that's, I guess the area that you would be in, right? 
that you would oh actually i'm getting the fuck out of michigan i'm going i'm I'm going to most of our buddies on the hockey podcast network i'm going to maybe past uh see how north i could go maybe that means i have to go to like the tip of alaska but uh yeah i don't know i think i think i'm i think if i was really gonna sit here and plan it out and give you guys the blueprint i I think it has to be in canada because there's there's too much time Ah, God, I sound like an insane person right now. <laughs> Too much time in Michigan where it's going to be warm, and we don't want we don't want that zombie flesh getting a chance to heat up, man. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get that sucker cold, and it can't warm up. You gotta because they're not going to die when it's cold. They're just not going to be able to move. Fair, Jeez, right, right, Christ. okay. All right. I'm, uh, <laughs> the goddamn maker's mark. Uh, <laughs> All right, well. Speaking of Maker's Mark, is that what you're bringing? I'm mean, all right. How about this? How about I let you bring the bottle of bourbon, but you have one other, um, you know, item that you can take with you in the apocalypse, be it, you know, sentimental, you know, be it hockey related or whatever, you know, it could be survivor related, but the one item that you just are like need, you have to have. What are you going? What are you going with? Oh, shit. Um, you know, I the the first thing I thought of when you asked me this before the the show started. So yeah, uh, I did ask to cheat everybody, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I, I did want to get one of those uh, the the lighters, uh, the long ones that'll that'll get a fire going. I I always feel like that that would be the thing I would struggle the most with because I'm not I'm not a fighter. So <laughs> if it turns into something where I do have to loot with like a weapon. I'm not going to know how to use it. <laughs> I, I, the thought crossed my mind. I own this sword. That's actually more just like a display thing. It, it has like a Batman crest on it. So it's pretty useless. It's very dull. So that's not going to help me. So okay. I, I think I am going to go to like, let's see if I can just build a fire as quickly as possible with this little lighter. And uh, I'll go that route. And I, the, I don't want, grill I don't lighter. want like a smoking lighter. I want, right. I the want grill, that, the long tip grill lighter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's that's so, probably not a fun answer, but I I I gave it way too much thought in regards to survival. And I, I I man, I I will drop anything sentimental. I uh, I'm a big believer in uh, space and uh, yeah. having you know enough room to like lay back and relax. So if I if All I'm right. losing pictures or something, I'm I'm losing pictures. Some <laughs> fair, fair enough. Hey, you know what? That's, that's a another sensible, argument that's... for my wife and I, but. Uh, <laughs> That's just as good of an answer as the question is. So, no worries there. Um, all right. Well, well, about Detroit, you know, say you have the foresight, you understand before everybody else does that shit's going to hit the fan. You have to go out and experience one more thing in Detroit. You know, maybe it's a restaurant, maybe it's just like, you know, something cool that you love to do, a park or whatever. You know, what are you doing in Detroit before you bug out? Well, I was thinking um, a lot of people will probably uh, laugh at my choice here because it, it has changed a lot. So I'm kind of hoping I could go to this place on the year that it was great. But, you know, oh, that, okay. that can't really happen. But um, right. I was thinking like there's this barbecue place called Slows. But then I started thinking like, you know what? That's not even my favorite barbecue place in Michigan. But this place called Grand, uh, Grand Trunk Pub is um, it's actually it's there because this was a uh the the grand trunk uh i don't know if we want to call it rail company would be would probably be the best way to put it um so this is this is a spot that uh in in the city of detroit uh years ago 
was uh, was a rail stop. So sure. anyway, Grand Truck Pub took that over, threw in a bar, and uh, was was the, the the place that me and my buddies would go to if we were going to go to a Lions game, going to a Red Wings game. We'd stop in there for brunch. If it was later in the day, we're just going in there to uh, to grab a beer. This is the first place I ever saw that actually had bottomless mimosas. So okay. This is, this is years ago. Now I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> but this this place for breakfast, two options. You've got the Monte Cristo sandwich that has not made the classic way. It's okay. made with a couple of p- pieces of French toast and not dipped in batter, but just the, the French toast was dipped in extra batter and fried up. Ooh. And then uh, maple syrup dipping sauce. Okay. The other one was this lobster omelet that, it, I mean, I, I don't think... I think I, I would prefer to eat this than like actual lobster. Like really? you could give me all the butter and everything. No, give me this lobster <laughs> omelet instead. I, I this, this is how I'm going to picture lobster tasting for the rest of my life. But I, you know, I, on top of that, this was the place to go. Like before, uh, th- this was like the pregame place. Okay. Um, it, it's a it's a great place to grab. Like they they do all the uh, local drafts. They stick to Michigan beers. If anybody's been to Michigan, you know that we're we're pretty proud of our beers. We don't. I, I can't really say if it really is the best place. I know uh, right. Grand Rapids, Michigan is at least ranked number two in the country for um, wow. brewing beer. But um, yeah, number one, Portland, Oregon. Number two, Grand Rapids. So Did not go. know that. Not- Did not know that. Wow. Yeah, go go over to Grand Rapids and grab some beer. You can't uh, you can't really go wrong with anything in that area. But in Detroit, they bring all that Grand Rapids beer over, and uh, yeah, you can just uh, chug to your heart's content. But I that would be it, probably just to get that that last that last feeling of like um, you know just just going back to how it used to feel when it was easier to go downtown and, and catch a game of. Sure. Having baby girl, who I would never trade to go back to those days. But if I am going back to the city of Detroit just for one more night, that's the feeling I want is that pregame before the Lions lose, before the Red Wings lose, we're going to get drunk, have a sandwich and then head out. That, that's that's probably what I want. Good shit, man. All right. So the Grand Trunk is the last last place you'd stop. Good oh, stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we're we're. We're creating a somewhat dim but also informative uh, <laughs> outlook for the for the Detroit Tourism <laughs> Association oh, yeah. here. Um, <clears throat> so, so I guess w- what in your town are you? Would you miss the most during a pot? You know, after it's all gone, you know, it could be a feeling, could just be you know whatever. Uh, what are you going to miss the most? You know, obviously the Grand Trunk's going to be great, but that, that's the last stop you're last stop you're making. But you know. What about Detroit? Are you gonna miss the most when it's gone th- and in rubble? I think I think I already miss it because um, I don't feel too much love for Little Caesars Arena, but uh, I already miss Joe Louis Arena, and it's already gone. Um, but just knowing, like, there's there's no way I'm gonna walk those streets again. I mean, like, this I I knew where to park for the right <laughs> the right. $5 parking okay, but it was yeah. still only a 5 minute walk to the to the arena Ooh. so the only thing is is you had to go over two different highways to get there <laughs> so um you had to hope that they had either the uh the uh the ramp closed for that night for the Red Wings game 
or that you could get access to the uh, the parking garage, in which case maybe instead of five minutes, it's like 15 minutes because you got to go up some stairs. But anyway, like <laughs> that, that that idea, like it felt like it was mine. You know, like right. I found that five dollar parking lot. Um, it was this uh, nice Indian dude that um, I think by the end of the, the season, he finally recognized me uh, when I had those Red Wing season tickets. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, his lot was never full. No, nobody knew about this place. Uh, so it was easy in, easy out. And he was the sweetest guy in the world. You almost wanted to give him $10 because he was so nice. But then <laughs> that, that adventure to the arena, man, like when I would bring friends to the game, they didn't know, or maybe even a significant other, they didn't know that we were about to go over some entrance ramps and highways to get to Joe <laughs> Lewis Arena. Ah, just that feeling is something I'm going to miss forever. But uh, yeah, I... I, I hated that place when it when it was there. And I used to always complain about, you know, like I've been hit with cement falling from the ceiling at Joe Lewis Arena. Wow. Um, yeah, it, like it was getting that bad. <laughs> um, you I, I've tripped up the stairs because it actually would crumble as you would step on it. Oh, my God. But it. It still had like that that special feeling, and then like I bought uh, I bought tickets to the last two games at the Joe, and the first one turned into like this tweet fest where I was just joking the whole time, and then the <laughs> next game, I couldn't tweet at all. I was yeah. I was literally blubbering. I, I'm a guy um, when I cry, I cry hard, <laughs> so I'm surrounded by people I don't know, and I am I I can't be. I, I can't stop. It won't stop. The tears <laughs> won't stop. The sobbing wouldn't stop. So I just like, for whatever reason, it was like, it hit me. It's probably closer to like realizing your own mortality. So I'm right, seeing right. Joe Lewis die <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to die someday. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all, but all that wrapped together. Like it's, it's yeah, that, that, that stuff, that those feelings that, uh, I mean, shit, you know what? Here's the best part. The last game at Joe Louis Arena, and all my Red Wings fans know this, Riley Sheehan goes 81 games without scoring a fucking goal, and he becomes an absolute joke. Twitter accounts are made, multiple Twitter accounts that are just like, Riley Sheehan, no goals, like right. something stupid like that. Right, right. Motherfucker gets two goals in the last game at Joe Louis <laughs> Arena, and the place, like the first goal was like, that wasn't Riley. And then they <laughs> announce it's Riley Shands. You're like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Then he gets like the game winning goal with like a minute to go. And the arena just exploded. Like we we were already bad at that point. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, oh, maybe we'll squeak into the playoffs. Sure. But it didn't matter that night. Like. Riley Sheehan scored two goals. He was a he was a joke for the entire, like a literal joke for the entire season. We made fun of him, and uh, man, that I I think I'll I'll remember for the rest of my life. Is as you know, like you see that happen, you're so happy for him. You get to laugh because it's insane that this guy went 81 games with no goals. Sure, scores two that night, and the Red Wings win on their last game. It's all it's all gravy. So, I mean, that's a great send off. And, you know, I definitely n know that feeling like being an insider at, you know, so and so whatever rink that you're constantly going to, you know, you get that kind of swag with you, you know, that you get that clout and then knowing the parking space. I mean, that's that's clutch, man. Having that feeling. I mean, you're basically the oh, coolest yeah. motherfucker that any of your friends know at that point <laughs> when it comes to the the Wings games. I, I get it, man. So 
That's all good shit. Um, <laughs> now for the, for the last question, um, <laughs> and I think I know the answer, but, uh, you know, what's more likely the world ending <laughs> or your team winning the cup in three years within the Absolute. next three years? <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody know. I mean, come on. <laughs> you can ask me in the next four years, um, five years. No, it's, uh, yeah, th- this world's going to end way before the Red Wings are ready to go. And, and I have a lot of faith in Steve Eiserman. I just, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a constant joke this season and, uh, this is, this will be quick, so I won't go too long, but the, one of the first interviews Eiserman got was, um, you know, one of the first questions he got was what is the timetable you see for this team? And God bless him. Did he pivot and change the subject into something completely different? And, uh, if it wasn't that, then it was the hemming and hawing before he realized he should change the subject because this is going to take a while. Um, but yeah, this is, if it's what's more likely, there's zero chance of the Red Wings winning the cup. So I have to believe that there's at least more than a 0% chance of the world end. So I'm going world ending. So you're saying that there is a definitely a more, more probable world apocalypse end ending in times, if you will. Than as, the Wings winning the cup in three as years. As long as that that percentage is higher than zero, then absolutely, <laughs> the world will end before the Red Wings win the Stanley Cup. Oh uh, well, you know what, man. I mean, that's I I I feel your pain. Um, and but you know what, I got to give it to you. You're you remain so bright and bubbly, and and that's why we wanted oh, yeah. you on here about the team and about you know still being a super fan and you know, being able to watch hockey. So, you know, the world needs more people like you there, Matt. (laughs) I appreciate you saying that. And if anybody's deciding, uh, if, if you're, you know, in the, in the Washington area and trying to figure out, do I want to listen to this Red Wings podcast? Um, we, we absolutely try to just have as much fun as possible. Uh, and I mean, I don't hate hockey. I don't hate the Red Wings. It, it's just, you can't, (laughs) if you're not laughing, man, you, you're, you're crying. And I, I told you how hard I cry. So I got to right. avoid that as much as possible. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, uh, I mean, unless you have anything else to add, you got, you got anything more that you'd, you'd like to just, you know, along these lines, maybe throw out there, uh, as far as, uh, you know, I don't know, props for Detroit or, or, or what have you. I mean, I, I take it you've lived there a long time. I mean, uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, no, I, I think, um, if anybody is considering uh taking a visit, like don't let the the jokes scare you. I um you know, I'll be honest, I, I have had my car broken into on numerous occasions, but um <laughs> that was years ago. And okay. like I, I I right now, as much as I can, I try to go downtown and experience it over and over. I I can't I, I can't claim to be an expert. I, I can tell you at least, uh, you know, I mean, BuzzFeed every now and then ranks uh, <laughs> our, our cork town of uh, this is a little subsection of Detroit as one of the hottest places in the country. So yeah. it, it really is a place I, I highly recommend. And uh, for apocalypse, uh, apocalypse sake, if you travel, um, I believe we're uh what is this what yeah one mile west of corktown you actually get to see a building that's used all the time in uh small budget apocalypse films but uh <laughs> don't let that scare you because all you want to do is look at that building and go oh yeah that makes sense and then you drive one more mile and you're in like beer barbecue heaven so <laughs> um 
I, I can't I can't tell you enough that it'll be the most unique experience. It won't be a trip to Chicago. It's not going to be a trip to New York. Right. Uh, it's it will be it will be different. But when you get into the heart of Detroit, you're going to feel like you're in Chicago. You're in New York. Like it, it's still built up when you're downtown. So you sure. don't have to you're not right. you know, we don't have burned down buildings in the middle <laughs> of Detroit. It, it's just like any other downtown for a major city. Right. But, um, if you go down, go outside of that. Explore everything. There's there's something in every nook and cranny in Detroit that makes it um it, it just makes it something that I, I'm gonna be forever thankful uh you know on my deathbed uh I'm gonna be happy that I grew up in Detroit and not anywhere else hey well that's that's as uh shining a review as you can give and it sounds like Detroit the city is you know a couple years away but definitely on the come right just like the Red Wings right Oh, absolutely. And and that's that's the other thing, too. The Red Wings, uh, they do deserve a lot of props. I know uh, I was only allowed one more thing, but <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing is they, they are trying to build up every little area downtown, like the the, the Illich family who owns the Red Wings. Um, don't be surprised if uh, the Illiches don't own the Tigers and the Red Wings in a few years. Wow. Uh, I think they're they're actually yeah they're they're finding some opportunities and some uh, weaknesses in Detroit system that they might take advantage of. But hey, that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's but a whole right now, podcast. what I'm trying to say is that they're <laughs> they're building things in Detroit that are like the the we have our first. Uh, it's not a subway. Um, we have a monorail okay. uh, going around that goes from uh, one end of downtown up out in front of uh, Little Caesars Arena and then keeps going. I mean, it's it's little things like that where we're actually we actually look like like a happening downtown. So I and and it's part of it is being held up because of the Illich family, but uh, <laughs> most of it is moving forward because of the Illich family. So uh, prop, props to them too, at least fifty percent. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> it's a whole other political agenda that uh, you you definitely don't want to get into. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That, I'm sure that's like another two or three podcast epies, but. You know oh, what, yeah. man? Um, I've got to thank you. Thanks a lot for coming on and giving us the great insight to your city and, uh, you know, the Red Wings. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that you stay safe during, um, these trying times when we're, when we're all in self quarantine. But, uh, go ahead and, and let them know where they can find you on social and, and go ahead and plug anything that, uh, you, you deem pluggable. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is actually great because uh, we we are the uh, we're the discussion five, so we're at BOD Hockey um, on Twitter. Uh, BOD is for the brothers of discussion. So you want to find uh, since WrestleMania is coming up next weekend, <laughs> uh, go to at BOD Podcast and uh, BODpodcast.com and brothers of discussion.com to to catch all of our coverage. We got a lot of huge stuff coming out. We'll be live tweeting the entire weekend. So, um, I, you know, every Monday is the new Red Wings episode. But if you're a wrestling fan, uh, go check that out. We we only our, our number one priority is having fun with it. So if you're not a WWE fan and you like something else, but we're you know, we're 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 here to have fun. So I, I would say this is that prime opportunity to go check out all that uh, hot and tasty uh, brothers of discussion content for, <laughs> for wrestlemania so yeah thanks uh thanks for giving me that opportunity i gotta you, you gotta go check that out if you're a wrestling fan awesome good stuff man well hey matt like i said thanks again and stay stay safe out there bud <laughs> thanks you too all right caps fans 
We really hope that you enjoy this interview with Matt Klink from the Discussion 5 podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I had a great time uh, recording this. Next week, we will have Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores from the Sporty with Corey and Richie podcast, repping the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. And they fill us in to Hockeyocalypse. I'm getting good at that, Polly. You are. You are. And just say it one time at yeah, a time. Right. Just hockey ocalypse. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and check their podcast out, Sporty with Corey and Richie on the Hockey Podcast Network today for our interview, which is, you know, pretty good laid back interview. I liked it a lot. Uh, we talked a little bit of Tiger King, talked about us personally a little bit and, um, you know, where our names come from and whatnot. Um so tune into them and uh and and check it out. All good stuff, all great content from the Hockey Podcast Network. Paul, you got anything else, man? Uh no, I mean, definitely check out that interview with them. Uh it, it was a good one. Uh it was it was interesting. We haven't been interviewed together very often on other pods. So um it was a good conversation and if you like us, then you'll like that interview. And um, stay safe and stay the fuck home. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, you know, they actually don't have a lot of interviews on their show. So kind of special. I feel special. I feel special. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it's the Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes. Signing off. Folks, stay home. Stay safe. Be cool as fuck. Radar Podcast. Five stars only. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at CupcakePolly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com The Hockey Podcast Network Every team, everywhere Check them out, or we're not friends anymore <laughs>